This is a new world. A world without judgment. A world where your history no longer has any relevance. They said we'd open our eyes there. The crew, the other passengers, they left without us. I mean, that seems reasonable. Let's start the show! Welcome to Court Killers, the show about watching the stuff you love, when you want, where you want, however you want. I'm Tom Merritt, and that was YouTube Originals' take when Draco and Tonks got on the passenger ship. I mean, I, in my imagination, I would love to believe, like, they all just smell bad, and they uh, they left without them. It's like, uh, you know what? We can only handle so much. We're out. Take a shower. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Also, enjoy your sci-fi origin. Uh, yeah, YouTube Premium uh, Sci-Fi coming November 14th. We got a lot of sci-fi coming, uh, and, and that that is a really good-looking YouTube Premium show. I'm not sure how well it stands up next to Night Flyers and Amazon, others that Cobra are coming Kai out. Season 2. I, I feel like YouTube, st- like it used to be YouTube was a couple of years behind. Now it's like six months behind. Like they're getting closer. Uh, so, so, so this is a Zeno's arrow as, as a premium video service. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they got a big name cast, big name producers, you know, so r- real stuff, real talk. Yeah. Uh, hey, you know what else is real talk? The primary target. Yes, that is correct. Oh, I, I didn't know if I was supposed to get that right or wrong. It was crazy. <laughs> no, either, honestly. Uh, hey, we got a couple of uh, interesting studies out that we want to throw together here. Sandvine, uh, we've talked about them before. They're a respected research institution, has a new global internet phenomena report showing that video now accounts for 58% of all global traffic. Uh, that's one of those, you know, blow your mind stats that really isn't that surprising considering how much bits video takes. Uh, Netflix alone now compromises 15% of global bandwidth, which is good news for Netflix. That means they're, they're popular worldwide. Also, a report from the UK's YouGov notes that illegal music downloads are down uh, to 10% from 18% in 2013. A global online piracy study from the University of Amsterdam says that 36% of the UK population has accessed illegal content online in the last year. 10% of infringers are using cyber lockers, up from 4% in 2016. Now take a look at this. BitTorrent traffic in 2011 was 52% of upstream traffic. And as we just learned, video in general is is passing that. In 2015, BitTorrent fell to 26.83% as legal video services became available. BitTorrent went down. In 2018, BitTorrent is 22%. Now, that's still a fall. But Sandvine notes that it's growing in some regions. For instance, in the Europe, Middle East, and Africa – it now makes up 32% of traffic, BitTorrent does, which is a rise. So while video in general is rising and BitTorrent in general is still falling, it's not falling as fast as it used to, Brian, and it's falling not at all in certain regions. So you've heard me say a few times before that uh, you know convenience trumps fidelity, right? And and that's part of the rise of MP3s, even though they're a low, lower fidelity version of, of, of uh, let's say, a Redbook CD. 
Uh, same thing with DVDs being heavily compressed and put up on a BitTorrent. Same thing with reduced quality uh, uh, Blu-rays and all that stuff. But then suddenly enters streaming services and all of a sudden it becomes so much easier to get so much content. Uh, so, I, I mean, I was so easily right uh, between uh, Netflix, Amazon and Hulu. Uh, you, you, you got like, uh, I don't know, some percentage of, of all the options out there. But then we've talked about the upcoming saturation point. You know, there was a time almost a ashamed to admit this, that, that both you and I were champions of a la carte cable television uh, <laughs> before we did the math and realized, oh, wait, all you'll do is end up spending even more money and having nothing but choice paralysis. I don't and, remember what you're talking about. And there is something to the, the, the Chinese buffet of all you can eat of whatever you want, right? That, 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 that's part of the appeal of cable. Um, now that everybody's splintering off, there's there's different types of currency. There's actual currency, of course, right? No, we 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 all got tired of spending $120 a month for cable or satellite television. There's time currency in that it's like okay, everything takes so much time to set on up. There's attention currency, mm -hmm. keeping up to date with like okay, how many accounts do I have and what what are they all doing and all that stuff, which is How many different shows could I possibly watch of the ones that I look interesting? Correct, correct, and then and then and you know, and there's also um, uh, uh, I don't know uh, uh, what situational currency. I don't know uh, how to describe it, but like I deeply value that whatever things I'm subscribed to, I know they're all underneath the Amazon banner, and and mm -hmm. I get frustrated mm -hmm. when I look at my credit card statement and see multiple other things out there, right? Um, yeah. In fact, the desire for simplicity. I, I just want to track the one thing. Yeah, correct. Correct. Right. And so and so now all of a sudden things are costing more, not in terms of dollars, but they are costing mo much more in terms of attention. <sighs> We've talked about this before, Tom. We'd hate to say it. There was a time and I'm going to use past tense and let us hope it is not a future tense thing. There was a time in the past when the highest quality, highest fidelity, best customer service experience was to pirate everything. Even though uh, there were some questionable waters that you had to navigate to get there, that was the best experience. And we talked about the fact that HBO intentionally created this gap that caused uh, and, and they proudly touted the fact that Game of Thrones was the most pirated show on all of the Internet. Right. So do we want to go back to those days and <laughs> what is it that we could do to stop that? And also along the way, I got to imagine some amount of our audience who is a big fan of watching what they want, when they want, whatever damn device they please have have been with us on the legal side and have left yeah. us for the piracy side. Now's a great moment for me to just say cordkillers at gmail.com. Just tell me if you want to be anonymous. I want to hear your story. What, what caused you to recross that, that Rubicon? Or have you been tempted to and not either, either way we want to hear those stories. Cause I, I think Brian's done a fantastic job of setting up the problem, right? Uh, the, the thing that we forgot along the way, I think, is that when we wanted a la carte cable, 
we were still imagining it as coming from one cable provider. Like Comcast will provide my cable and I will decide which channels I want to pay for. And so when people complain like, oh, we wish for a la carte cable and we got it, we didn't exactly. We actually got 20 different Comcasts now, which is like not what we asked for. Amazon, the reason I think you like it is it's closest to that ideal of one company on my bill, uh, but I can choose what channels I want to add to it, at least in part. You can't add Netflix, you can't add Hulu, et cetera. I do wonder, however, while all of that makes sense that, oh, if it's too complicated, if it takes too much attention, I'm just going to pirate it because that's easier. I wonder if that's actually happening. And that is also the premise of the article uh, from Motherboard on this. But if that were the case, wouldn't BitTorrent be rising globally? And if it was rising only in a region, wouldn't it be rising in the region with the most number of choices, which would be North America or at least the United States? Instead, it's rising in a region that has fewer of these streaming services launched yet, Middle East and Africa, which makes me wonder if that's why it's rising, because there are these choices rising in the other parts of the world that they haven't been able to get yet. So let me tell you a true story. And by this, I mean no indictment on my beloved brother. But after spending a month in a coma, my brother woke up and dis and discovered that he had a a long, physically arduous recovery ahead of him. And he asked, he asked Craving Entertainment, uh, hey, do your friends have a Plex password for me? <laughs> like, 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 it may be that BitTorrent is not the right place to judge as a proxy. Uh, for well, and that's why this other story about the bit, about the lockers is interesting because the lockers are, are a different game and they're, and they're on the rise too. And the way they talk about it is, you know, a locker will be operating under one name. They'll feel the heat. They'll do the takedowns. They'll go out of business, but really what they're doing is changing their name and everybody kind of knows and follows them to the new name. Uh, but that's not Plex, right? Plex is, is a whole other shadow economy out there uh, that isn't necessarily legal, but also isn't subject to the scrutiny and the spotlight the way BitTorrent and, and these lockers are. Well, especially because Plex has, you know, much like a, an FTP server. I mean, in many ways, we're going back to, you know, the mid 90s where it's just like it's like an FTP server. It's like if you're cool enough to be in the clubhouse, then you get the password and you get a library card. And and legally, it's in that perfect gray area where it's like somebody theoretically has paid for all of these uploaded well, them and themselves. That, that's, that's where the that's where it might break down is what if the person you're sharing the password from didn't legally obtain them correct and wouldn't that lower BitTorrent usage if only one person illegally downloaded and then shared on plex with a bunch of other people it would show up in the sandvine study as one not 20. right and and so i guess that's one of the things is i'm uncomfortable with the parallel of of BitTorrent as a proxy that feels like a kind of dated you know last decade way to track piracy because nowadays i, I don't know it's there's, way more complex now you're absolutely there's right about a lot that. of ways we can share a lot of stuff i and that may be why motherboard wanted to put a flag on this is like hey BitTorrent is a really old proxy it's not even the, the only way to get this stuff and yet it's rising in this region isn't that interesting i just 
I don't know. It's one of those things where, well, it it makes sense uh, that the uh, that ships fall to their death when they go over the horizon. Look, they disappear. You know, like if, it f- feels like it might make sense that it's multiple competing streaming services, but I'm not sure the numbers show that yet. So I think this is one of those moments where, um, and we don't often get these level of interesting questions. And I'm excited to put it out to the audience. Uh, Cordkillers at gmail.com. The things I, I think we want to know and, and chime in on this, Tom, is number one, um, do we think piracy is back on the rise? Um, if you are somebody who has either been tempted to go back to piracy or never left or w- did go back, uh, what are your reasons and why? Um I guess that's I'll, it. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you right right on. The the temptation to try to skirt even the terms of service in order to see something only arises with me when there's a region lock. When there's an episode of something that's out somewhere but not here and I'm just impatient and I want to watch it. Well, and and that's why you buy so many tickets out to Japan because oh, you, 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 every me, yeah. week you're just flying out and to Japan. And the UK every once in a while. I got to fly to London. Yeah. <laughs> How is Air Express VPN? Sorry, you broke up there. I oh, I, I, yeah. I, I, Air Express NordVPN? I, I don't know which uh, airline no, you fly. No, again, you broke up. I, <laughs> okay, I must okay, be okay, VPN. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You know, I could buy a better connection if only we had more patrons. Yeah, man, you could get a subway straight to Japan <laughs> if only a few more people would subscribe over at uh, patreon.com slash cord killers. Hey, man, look, uh, we don't want to we don't want to get too technical on this stuff, but there are a few benchmarks that we deeply, deeply rely on every month. A few people uh, drop off because they get charged and they're like, oh, wait, I don't you know, I have to reevaluate whether or not I could afford this. Twenty dollars. We are only twenty dollars short of our very important benchmark to keep our show loud, live, and independent. If you've been on the fence for a while, if you've fallen off in the past, all of that is fine. Do us a favor. Just decide if our show's worth a buck. We'd love to have it. Why don't you join us at patreon.com slash cord killers? Please do. And then we'll tell you how to watch. Uh, Amazon slipped out another Fire TV Stick 4K announcement. Uh, This stick includes 4K, Dolby Vision, HDR, HDR10, HDR10+, and Dolby Atmos surround sound. Also has a 1.7 gigahertz quad-core processor. The fastest processor in any Fire TV device is in the Fire TV Stick now. Isn't that interesting? Uh, The remote comes with an IR transmitter for control of sound bars and cable boxes. It's available for pre-order now, shipping October 31st for 50 bucks. In addition, the voice-powered remote uh, that lets you use voice uh, activation through the Amazon voice services on your devices is sold separately. Uh, So if you have a stick or a Fire TV that doesn't have Amazon voice services in it, you can buy the the remote that lets you add it now for 30 bucks ship in october 31st man i remember uh what four or five years ago i was i was constantly on the fence telling people that uh that i couldn't handle uh the underpowered video displays that were running a bunch of these uh boxes and whatnot yeah, yeah. i encouraged everyone to use an overpowered device like a xbox or a ps3 back at the time but uh but man i totally trust that this stick is uh, super super fast and Works totally great. Stick this in your TV. 
Sure. And you can have the fastest Fire TV. If you're if you're in the Amazon universe, this is the thing to check out. Uh, 50 bucks is a little more expensive than the older Fire TV stick, uh, but you get all of this other functionality. Uh, Plex has not taken something away this week. In fact, it's added something. Web shows like ASAP Science, Household Hacker, The Pet Collective, Epic Mealtime, and more are available natively within Plex now. You can subscribe to the shows. Uh, it'll alert you when new episodes arrive. It'll track which ones you've watched of the older shows, so you can uh, you can make sure that you don't miss any. Uh, even suggest shows that might match your interests. These are shows that you could watch already through Plex, like on YouTube or something like that. It just makes it a little easier. So we've entered the age where technologically nothing new is happening, right? This is in many ways the stuff we we, we were talking about 10 years ago. Uh, yeah. But as a branding thing, as in all of a sudden Plex is realizing that its value isn't just in the technology of what it affords people to do. It's also in the branding and the ease of use. They realize that they're able to sell not just the technology, but the access, right? And, 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 uh, oh, look at that. All about Android. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, I know. The, uh, I like uh, a bit of that show. Uh, <laughs> um, the, uh, yeah, no, it, it, it makes sense. And it's a real sign of maturity on the Plex platform that that they have enough eyeballs where this is their preferred way to experience it, that they're able to say, hey, would you like to partner up? Uh, would you like to be one of our preferred uh, people that we point things to? Yeah, pretty cool stuff. It's like you say, it's gone from we can do it to, oh, here's a better way to do it. Let's package it up a little differently. I mean, all the way to, uh, what was it, Miro or uh, Merck mm, or Miro? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Miro. Yeah. 15 wow. years ago. Wow. Deep cut. Yeah. Frame rate fans. Yeah. <laughs> Check right. that one out. All right. Let's talk about what to watch in Under Surveillance. Oh, it's all about Whoa, we got enough of them this week to call it a trailer park. Daredevil Season 3 trailer is out. Introduces Bullseye to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, coming to Netflix October 19th. I have not seen this. Uh, tell me, should I be excited about the Bullseye? Well, if you know Bullseye from the comics, which I do not, you're apparently very excited. Uh, if you don't know him, he looks intriguing because he's pretending to be Daredevil. Uh, and Fisk is back, which I think... Season one was the strongest of the Daredevil seasons because of Fisk. So that sounds good to me. Uh, okay. First of all, Fisk is an amazing villain. So that alone, uh, you buried the lead, Tom. <laughs> House of Cards season six trailer is out. Uh, shows Claire under attack because everybody hates Claire now because she's the only character since Frank is dead. Uh, and they announced that pre-show. That's, I guess, a spoiler, but we all saw that coming. Uh, and House of Cards is back for its final season on Netflix November 2nd. Is, 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 is it possible for us to really pivot and keep in mind i'm somebody who fell off of uh mm -hmm, house of mm -hmm. cards yeah uh like 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 uh are, are, are you guys invested in claire's story at this point they end season five in such a way that if you told me they were already going to pivot to claire in season six i would believe mm -hmm. you yeah yeah i would believe you so this in fact this trailer is the first time that i started to have doubts about that Oh, oh, yeah. Right. Like, because the way the season ended and the previous teasers, I'm all like, yep, yep, nope. This all feels right. This feels like where it's going. But this is there like was... her against the entire world in this trailer. Yeah. I feel like maybe the trailer just did it a disservice because there's it's too much Claire. Mm -hmm. And and the thing about House of Cards, is it's never been just about Frank, right? It was about Claire and, and Stamper and, and, and also those... the machinations of the city yeah, itself. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, Netflix's Chilling Adventures of Sabrina is coming to the platform October 26th. Uh, if you don't know, this one takes place in the same universe as Riverdale, which airs on the CW. I don't think there's going to be any crossovers, though, because this one's on Netflix, Riverdale's on CW, but same production team. You don't think there'll be any sly winks about like... Uh... Oh, I'm sure there'll be sly winks, but okay. you're not going to have characters from one showing up on the other, probably. Yeah, right on. You, and, you, uh, do you watch Riverdale? Got, uh, like, could, like, this is about to supposed to be a, like a small town. Could you like? Yeah, I know. How are they going to do that dance? Right? You, yeah, you have to avoid a lot of people. If... Well, it seems like the plot is Sabrina is being pulled into a dark cult and resists, but she still has her witchy powers. And can she maintain her morals and and uh... those powers in the face of adversity? Um and uh, it's played by the girl who played the daughter in Mad Men. So that's kind of interesting, too. Cool. Uh, trailer for She-Ra is out coming November 16th to Netflix. And I don't know about y'all, but I thought this looked really fun. Uh, it starts with She-Ra and Katra being friends and then having a falling out because She-Ra becomes the princess of power and Katra stays with the evil horde. So... From what little I've seen uh, of, of the trailer, uh, it does look fairly lo-fi in the animation side of things. Uh, they, 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 they decided this is a, a decision. They've, they've talked about this. They decided to go with this style of animation on purpose. You may not like it. Oh but. no no no! I mean I I mean I'm I'm a, I'm a fan of uh, you know any intentional artistic uh, decision, um, but I wonder what it is that they hoped to convey with this, uh, whether it's an approachability or whether it's to communicate mm. um, uh, that 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 it's it's, it's a targeted sort of towards vibe. yeah. I mean, it's got a really really had just had like a, a Sailor Moon transformation. Correct. Yeah. So no, exactly. by the way, but exactly. and and, and I yeah. uh, I'm glad you brought it up because like my 14 year old has finally discovered Sailor Moon. Oh, and, no and, and like is really excited about it. So yeah. the fact that that it's it's of this uh, ilk, I think, might be a good to, uh, good thing to reach out to her. Yeah. Uh, new trailer for Night Flyers is out uh, for Sci-Fi. Now that's cool because you get to see more of Night Flyers. But Sci-Fi also announced, along with the new trailer, that the first episode will come out December second, and the next episode December third, and the next episode December fourth. In fact, uh, two to five daily until December 6th. Then episodes six through 10 will come out Sunday through Thursday the following week. And episodes will arrive on all sci-fi platforms, your apps, your website, etc., when they broadcast on TV. This is the move you make when you yes. have a complicated story to tell. And you 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 say you save nothing for the swim back. You get as much as you can. And I guarantee, man, what I would give to be a fly on the wall in the negotiations, a night fly on the wall to be yeah. <laughs> in the negotiations where somebody says, if you spread this week after week, this thing will die and be canceled after four weeks. We've got to get as much of it out as as fast as we can if this thing's going to survive. Well, and they did this with 12 Monkeys. Uh, they partially did it with the release of The Expanse. You got episodes of The Expanse digitally before they broadcast. So sci-fi has also just been experimenting to say, how do we reach the audience that's used to Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon? Uh, A, you don't delay it on digital. If you can authenticate into digital, you should get it when it's broadcast. They've learned that lesson. And B is trying a stunt like this, which says they're going to watch it when they watch it. Let's just give it to them as fast as possible. 
but not release it all in one day in case, you know, we can we can build an audience uh, over that holiday break somehow. Well, and plus also, like we've talked about, uh, shows like just as many movies get an upgrade by being seen on the small screen for free, uh, there are other shows that get an upgrade by virtue of being binged. Uh, binge watched uh, Westworld our favorite example of that everybody who binges it says it's great everybody watches it week over week is losing their freaking mind uh, yeah, with frustration yeah. so I, this is a way to subvert that I hope this show is good because if this was not on an extended cable channel like sci-fi if this was on like NBC well it, it, the, the, to, uh, Nick, excuse me Nick, channels will Nick burn bad shows just to get it off of their hands yeah if this, I is don't, a bad, I don't, if this is an expensive stinker i think there's a small chance that this is the case if you know if this was five years ago that would be my first thought i my first thought here is sci-fi is trying to survive in a new world and that makes more sense than this is a stinker it could be both don't get me wrong but it makes just as much sense that they're they're trying to hold on to an audience that's that's fast slipping away because they're also doing marathons of it after the premieres to try to get people to come back. So it doesn't feel to me in any of what I've read from them, uh, like a, like a let's burn it and get it out of here. It feels, it feels more like this is the stunt to make sure people watch it at all Hmm. because, uh, sci-fi lost the expanse because it didn't have local streaming rights and realized, wow, uh, those streaming rights, boy, are they important? We're not going to make that mistake with night flyers. Right. Good point. Good point. Uh, Star Trek Discovery, it returns to CBS All Access January 17th. So get ready to restart your subscriptions, Star Trek and nothing else fans. Uh, well, first of all, thank you for the birthday gift, Tom. I'm, I'm, I know that it was you that made sure that this <laughs> happened on that day. I pulled my old CBS interactive connections, Brian. Um, you're right. But, but separately, now begins the weird waiting game because, we, as we've talked about before, it's like I'm not willing to sign up for a new service. Unless I know there's something special waiting for me there. Um, and if generally it sounds like discovery is, is well received. Um, now I'm at that middle ground where it's like, okay, well, do I jump in now and then continue to spend $4 a month or whatever? Or do mm-hmm. I wait another year to jump in and then yeah. it, it consume the whole thing? Whereas I, love star trek and was not in any way put off by star trek discovery i I don't think it's perfect uh, but i'm gonna jump right back in on january 17th so you got me cbs good for you uh finally a new trailer out for american gods season two coming back to stars sometime in 2019 this is in case you're confused this is the season that was produced by the showrunner before he was fired recently so this is this is the end of of his reign uh and the product of that Coming to stars. That sounded an awful lot like an apology in advance. Well, I, that was my words. So if it was, it was me apologizing, I guess. But I, I was just trying to explain to people who followed the show and heard, wait, they're putting out season two. I thought they fired the guy. He finished producing the season and then they fired him. And Man. now it's ready to come what, out. What happens if this is like full on the most popular season ever and everybody is always like, oh, my God, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> that would be amazing. And they're like, Excuse, uh, can, can we get you, like, come back? Can you come on back? All right. Uh, right. Coming soon, uh, Harmon Quest returning for its third season uh, on VRV. It's coming back, uh, even though it's no longer on CISO. Production starting this fall in L.A. So this is one of those where uh, uh, 
like like I I I loved watching the proto version of what became Har Harmon Quest develop live on the the podcast Harmon Town, yeah. but never was willing to sign up for CISO. Uh, I did watch the first episode and I really enjoyed it. I'm like, man, this is great. One of these days I'll get around to, and then CISO died. Uh, uh, now it's on Verve, another niche. Another thing that I have to niche, sign up for. Yeah. Yeah. And so now I'm still in the same conundrum. It's like, do I wait or? Mm -hmm. How about Netflix? Have you signed up for Netflix? Uh, yes, indeed. I sure have. Well, good news. It has renewed the Dragon Prince for a second season. So you can just go watch season one right now and be all ready. Uh, good. Although I am sad to report I will be the last person in my <laughs> family who finally watched it. Everyone in my family, including my wife, who does not watch cartoons on her own, all of them have independently on their own wow. watched this and all of them love it. All of them love it. And that's why it got renewed, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and finally, at New York Comic Con, Amazon released a behind-the-scenes clip of the shooting of season four of The Expanse. They didn't give us a release date, but I guess they're trying to prove, you know, like holding up the newspaper. No, really, we are shooting it. It's, it's going to happen. Don't worry. Do, do you, uh, the do other you think... part of this story is that Amazon has the rights to all the previous seasons, which are disappearing from Netflix now. So there's going to be a gap where you won't be able to watch The Expanse on a streaming service. You'll have to buy it. Uh, until Amazon puts it on Prime Video, which I assume is going to happen pretty soon. Do you think there will be a perceivable difference in quality between, you know, the the one and the other? Do you think they're skimping? I, I don't want to say skimping. That's unfair. But, Amazon but, but, has got good budgets for these originals. Yeah, right? Yeah. But also, yeah, I, I, don't I don't know, know why you would say that. I, what makes you think that would be a, a likely possibility? Um, because I am a human being who was born in the mid-70s <laughs> and had to get accustomed to show after show after show changing networks and having a crappier oh, version gotcha. of the show. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, am I the only one who remembers uh, Airwolf on TNT where yes. it was nothing but Jan Michael Vincent yeah. laying in a no, bed remembering his crash or whatever? These these days, it's the opposite. If you get saved by a streaming service, you get budget now. Sure. You don't have to have the restraints. So, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like Hopefully Arrested Development happens. seemed to have a higher production budget. <laughs> I'm talking budgets. I'm not talking writing. <laughs> so, or talking the budget. green screen. Or, money doesn't or fix everything. The scheduling. Yeah. 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 Money doesn't fix yeah. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> I got a few other developing stories. Variety, Reuters, and CNBC have sources saying Voodoo is going to start licensing original series created by MGM for its free streaming service. Right now, Voodoo has a free movie streaming service. They're going to add originals from MGM based on MGM's catalog to... Uh, and they want family-friendly stuff exclusive to Voodoo. The series will debut after the first of the year, according to the sources. And Voodoo plans to work with more than just MGM. MGM is the only one the sources knew about right now. Keep in mind, MGM, you know, they've got RoboCop. They've got uh, uh, Pink Panther, James Bond, Rocky. I like I would, I would, I would love to believe RoboCop. <laughs> I would love to believe that all of these are going to be Everything. in the Lion, the Witch of the Ro Wardrobe universe. That's amazing. Uh, Lucasfilm released an image of someone in Mandalorian armor as the first reveal from its upcoming live action series, The Mandalorian. Uh, this is the live action being done by John Favreau. It is apparently about a lone gunfighter in the outer reaches of the galaxy sometime before the rise of the First Order, but after the fall of the Empire. Uh, and they've named some of the directors. Dave Filoni, who's responsible for Clone Wars, Rebels, and the upcoming Resistance, is directing the premiere episode. Taika Waititi 
Bryce Dallas Howard, Deborah Chow are all also directing episodes of this series. Man, it seems to me like another important aspect of all this would be to have badass action sequences. Like, just imagine in a hypothetical flight of fancy that both Jason Murphy and Brian Brushwood <laughs> saw some demonstrations of fight choreography. <laughs> But I don't know who that, who or when or how that Man, would be. You leaped this right isn't... past. You leaped right past the 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 thing that you've been dying for in the Star Wars universe has been. Why don't you just give me a story of somebody in the far reaches of the galaxy, unrelated to any of the previous episodes? That's what this is about, Brian. Yeah, look, you're and goddamn right. Yeah, it's it, extra uh... cool that maybe there's I don't know if if, if there's touch. one thing I love more than that, Tom, it's the ability to hint that perhaps. Perhaps I saw some choreography. <laughs> Not even hinting anymore. We walked past hinting into just telling. It's uh, uh, no, no, no. The uh, uh, no, everything, everything about this is perfect. Uh, even the photo, that single photo, conveys uh, these elements of the gunslinger at the edge of the universe. I, I love it. I, 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 I trust Jean Favreau. I, I trust uh, 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 Taika Waititi. I, I trust. Every name that I see with this, and I am cautiously optimistic that this is going to be better than anything else we've seen from the Star Wars universe. Uh, speaking of Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe, Netflix announced it's creating a new series and movies based on the Chronicles of Narnia by C.S. Lewis. And it is the first time that a studio has had the rights to all seven books at once. So when they say we can create a movie and series, they'd be the first to be able to pull that off easily because they have all the rights. Hills, yeah. Also, who can remember anything past the first book? Oh, mine. Okay. I'm, very, I'm well, weird. I mean, they only I'm made one, the one you. movie. So The yeah. Silver Chair was like a really no, they, amazing they, they, they did like a bunch Genesis. of movies, though. They also. made a lot of movies? Yeah, they made uh, the, the Prince Ooh. Caspian. They made something. Caspian, and I think they made one more after that even, didn't they? There was also that rap video. What? Oh, Voyage of the Dawn Treader. Yeah. But I'm I'm Baron signing out. I, I thought they only <laughs> made the one. Chronic what, Kuls? Um, hey, Shonda Rhimes and Planet of the Apes Cloverfield director Matt Reeves are also doing the movie TV series combo. Netflix is calling it a feature length movie and TV universe. This one's based on uh, an upcoming novel called Recursion by Blake Crouch. Netflix describes it as a sci fi thriller, romance and police procedural. The book doesn't even come out till June. And is, uh, in case you wonder, about a memory-altering disease that lets people relive and reinvent the past. So this is an interesting question. It's like when you know you're on to something big, do you intentionally hold off to let the one iteration of it uh, grow and develop its own following? Or do you just do everything at once? Uh, a good example was, I believe the movie rights and the book rights uh, to to our friend uh, uh, Ernest Klein's Ready Player One did did both all at once, right? Um, mm -hmm. it, it, uh, is that inherently a good plan or, or no? I, I mean, I think it'll be fun to watch. Nobody's really tried it this way. I don't think. Yeah. Have they? I, I like, mean, I, like, like ready player one is that test case where it's like, but ready player one was out as a book first. This book isn't even out. I believe both of the rights were sold simultaneously for the for for similar amounts of money. Rights get sold, but this is we've announced. Oh, got it. We're a production releasing. team okay. and greenlit. Yeah. a movie and TV series, and the book's not out yet. All right. 
Well, so I feel like it's a it's a little bit farther farther down the stream there. I don't know, man. Uh, Netflix doesn't have good impulse control. We'll see. That's they just love. <laughs> they to don't have to, man. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. Uh, and Amazon has given the green light to a series based on Brandon Sanderson's Wheel of Time, a huge, huge series. Uh, showrunner Rafe Judkins has been tweeting teasers as he writes the scripts. Uh, production on, and I said Brandon Sanderson, didn't I? Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time. Brandon Sanderson did finish the series for Robert Jordan. Uh, Wheel of Time is expected to begin production in 2019, possibly to air on Amazon by 2020. But again, huge, uh, huge deal. What do you think, Tom? Fast enough? Your, fast your your correction was it fast enough to stop all of it? No. How many no, emails no, are already, already sent? Somebody uh, that with that fandom? No, they've already <laughs> we've already got twelve emails. Yeah, they turned back the wheel of time. <laughs> they turned back the wheel of time, <laughs> and they've already <laughs> resent their letters. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's talk about what we've got our eyes on. What's one a couple of things you've watched this past week that you loved? Uh, man, oh man, dude, I watched a lot of stuff. Um, I took my daughter; she wanted to go see a movie. Uh, also my brother wanted to see a movie and, uh, my wife wanted to see a movie. So I saw in order Venom, a star is born and the, the house with the clock in the walls. Um, uh, I, 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 and then as a palate cleanser after that gamut, we watched, uh, uh I, 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 my 10 year old is finally old enough that I was able to show her edge of tomorrow and, oh, wow. uh, and it played and it landed with her and her huh. face, the delight, the joy, the wide eyes as she figured out the end of the first act like oh my god is this how it's gonna be oh my god this is how it's gonna be it was great uh then we also watched the martian and a bunch of other stuff and of course our usual suspects that we'll talk about in uh, spoiler in time uh, uh, uh star is born venom i haven't seen either one of them which one's better <laughs> I, I, they're obviously head to head this past weekend. I don't, I don't know how you responded to the star is born, but based on the phone call I got from you right after Venom, Venom was awful. <laughs> oh no, Tom, there are no words for how bad that movie was. Really, it was embarrassing. Like, like I, I felt like I was like Tom Hardy. I hope you. <laughs> Continue to make movies because you're a talented actor. I don't know what happened. It's it's awful. It's a legitimately awful movie. It's awful. <laughs> okay, well, I I wasn't expecting quite as definitive as an answer as no, that. No, uh, I'm sorry, I'm not clear enough, Tom. It's 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 uh it's awful. It's really bad. It's a really so bad movie. You didn't like it. Okay. No, I mean, I, I, I loved it because I watched it with my brother and I remember. Right. My, and, and, and yeah. So granted, anything. he had just woken up from a coma. <laughs> you could have watched brother, a bottle like, of venom. I was just mainly sitting. excited yeah. to be, you know, sitting with my brother who is still alive. And he leaned over and he goes, oh, by the way, this is going to be an awful movie. And I was like, I know, I can't wait. And we had a great time. <laughs> That's but, good. That's good. But it All was right. an awful movie. <laughs> Uh, uh, I, I, by the way, to, I, to put it in perspective, Robo Jeff, uh, Jeff in the chat, I, I, I think Venom and Spider-Man 3 might have been better. Like, that's how bad this movie was. Wow. You didn't walk out, though. No. He paid for the ticket, Tom. That would have been rude. <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying, like, that's the bottom I'm of my personal scale. I'm more courteous to the movie Venom than so the movie if, Venom I, I, was I to me. I didn't see it, but if I were to, if I were to equate your... Your statements to my personal scale, it would be awful not like, walked out. Like, I, oh, I, 
Like it's so every. The... Okay. Hey, uh, 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 Tom, do you remember literally any other movie where the villain was interesting because he uh, or she uh, uh, had a position that you could almost understand, but then crossed a line into villaindom or whatever? Imagine if we had evolved beyond that and instead had a villain that was just constantly shouting, I love symbiotes, bring me more symbiotes. And then imagine that they got a bunch of symbiotes and they wasted a third of the movie retconning the origin story of, of, of Venom to a far less interesting version. And then imagine you spent uh, the middle section of the movie like, is this the fly? Is this a horror movie? Should I be happy or sad? And you're confused the whole time. And then at the beginning of the third act, the fly announces, anyway, I was a loser on my planet and you're a loser. So I guess we'll work together now. Literal quote from the movie. Uh, wow. It's a bad movie, Tom. It's a really bad movie. I don't know what more I can do to agree with you. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> a Star is Born seems, was fantastic seems, though. Oh, really? Okay. Oh good. no, I cried my eyes out. It was, it was Excellent. amazing. It was so amazing. It was amazing beyond words. Bradley Cooper is an astonishingly good director. Lady Gaga is an astonishingly good uh, actor. Uh, everything. I, I freaking like there's this moment in uh, <laughs> uh, uh, not a spoiler. Uh, Sam Elliott is Bradley Cooper's brother. And I spent the first third feeling like, man, it feels like uh, Bradley Cooper's doing an impression of someone. Who is it? It's on the edge uh, of my mind. And then Sam Elliott shows up and he's like, anyway, I'm your brother. And I was like, aha, got it. Got it. It's great. It's great. Um, I cannot tell you how happy I am. that doctor who is back. And by that, I don't only mean that Doctor Who premiered its new episode of its new season, but it was enjoyable without reservation to watch. There was no like, well, I like the Doctor, so I liked this part. Uh, Chris Chibnall, at least in his first at bat, hit it out of the park. Uh, that's a baseball metaphor, which means he did a really good job with this first episode. And yes, it's historic that we have a female Doctor, and yes... Uh, especially for female viewers, that's super significant because you can identify more with the character. But don't take get me wrong when I say this, that didn't even matter. Like, that's excellent stuff. And even if that hadn't also been true, this would have been a great episode because it felt like there were real stakes. It felt like a real story. The story itself wasn't even that innovative, but it didn't have to be. It was beautifully shot, beautifully executed, beautifully acted. Very excited about the new season of Doctor Who for multiple reasons. Uh, one one last punch out here. Uh, the the house with the clock in, in its walls, directed by oh, yeah. Eli Roth, starring Jack Black and Kate Blanchett. Mm -hmm. Adorable, loved it. Mm -hmm. It was it was adorable. Um, you know, period piece set in the 1950s. Uh, it I I think I loved it because it didn't try. It didn't it didn't act like it was the beginning of an epic franchise. It, it was exactly what it was. A small story in a small house with a small drama with people with I love. Uh, it, it was it was just great. It was just great. All right. Let's talk to Bryce about what we should be on the lookout for. Hey, you know, the past couple of weeks, I have really been getting hooked on like cooking competition shows. Uh, I, you know, previously on the lookout, we talked about uh, Chef in My Fridge, that Korean sort of panel show. Um, and so I fell into the Great British Bake Off slash the Great British Baking Show in America. 
and man is that just really nice it's 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 bakers from all around britain getting together and and cooking these these uh, different breads and biscuits and things it's 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 really nice and it's um it it has a lot of high it has a lot of pressure on it because it's a it's a big show in the uk you know um but there's not like really high stakes like from my understanding there is no prize money for winning the great british bake-off you get a bunch of flowers and a cake stand if if, <laughs> if i remember right so it's 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 not a lot of money on the line and the contestants don't really fight with each other at all but uh it's it's nice and it's gentle and and that's definitely like an originating uh aura i think for shows like um uh, nailed it which is also like really positive and friendly and the stakes are very low on that is it is it refreshing to in the way that you get to experience cheering for everybody uh unironically like you don't have to yeah. pick a side or have a villain or any of that stuff right because you you want everyone to succeed and grow and develop um as the challenges of the show go on right you want to know oh you've come you've come into yourself and you've proven you know and and even when the people are eliminated it's it's like every episode ends with like this big group hug because every you know they pick a winner and a loser every week so everyone hugs it out and it, it's it's very nice right it's intimate and it's friendly um and then i got kind of antsy with it because if you like binge hey don't binge like reality shows y'all it's it's not it's not an easy thing but i i wanted to get on to the opposite end of that and i found out that hulu has the whole back catalog of top chef like cooking competition staple 16 seasons of top I feel chef. like you're setting us up for some disappointment here no great it's, oh it's great okay because it's totally the opposite right it's it's a huge cash prize the other contestants are out for blood high pressure really difficult challenges and so you get a lot of big drama and then you have these big personalities you know chefs are can be big personalities you know um it, it also i went back and was watching from the very first season of top chef and it's 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 interesting because the first season of it is not shot the way we shoot reality shows nowadays it was in four by three and standard def and uh they didn't they never took like dead you know anytime you watch a cooking show there's always an invisible step where they've finished cooking and they take it over to a little table where the camera people get good photography of it there's, there's none of it it's like them like stretching out whatever coverage that they just got in real time right and so it's 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 interesting to see how you know what I think of as like a staple of cooking competition shows has evolved from uh, into like the big production. It's like clearly 30 frames per second slowed down to 10 frames per second. Oh, all yeah. the slow-mos and all that you stuff. You always yeah. see the, yeah, it, it happens a lot. So uh, if you're foodie, I mean, these are two staples of cooking competition shows. The Great British Baking Show um, is on Netflix. That's what you have to look for if you are uh, in the in North America because Pillsbury apparently owns the word Bake Off. Uh, or Great British Bake Off in the rest of the world, and Top Chef is on Hulu. All it looks like all the seasons of Top Chef are on Hulu. So there you go. If you got something we should be on the lookout for, email us cordkillers at gmail .com. I want to take a quick moment uh, to remind folks that I have lots of books, uh, science fiction books, and if you're interested in new science fiction stories and you haven't already bought my books, check them out. Tomairbooks dot com. 
they're all there from space mining adventures to rebellions on the moon uh, to the most recent one, which is 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 pulled from my own experiences in a lot of way about a salvager in a, in a, in a system that is being persecuted uh, by a strange and mysterious people. In fact, that one is about to be turned into an audiobook by Veronica Belmont. Uh, so stick around for that as well. Again, TomMerrittBooks.com. Let's move on to the front lines. Front lines. This one just came in this afternoon. Netflix is apparently in final negotiations to buy ABQ Studios in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, New Mexico, of course, the site for more than just Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. In fact, Netflix has already produced material in New Mexico like Godless, Longmire, The Ridiculous Six, uh, and so it's going to have the tax breaks of New Mexico and a big studio all combined in one location. Ah, thank goodness. Finally, Netflix catching a break. NBC has released an iOS app called Watchback. If you watch shows through it, you might win prizes like $100 worth of points to redeem at places like Amazon, Best Buy, Macy's, or Target. The Netflix, uh, sorry, the network is using Nielsen's measurement to track uh, uh, Nielsen's measurement tools to track viewing habits. I, I'm sorry, I'm so, too distracted thinking about like, is random reinforcement what it's going to take to get people to, to to watch on these apps now? Yeah, watch on this app instead of another app and maybe you'll win a gift card. I mean, does anybody, I, I mean, I assume, if I, I think if you're under the age of 18, there's a good chance that you'll click. Yeah. And then now, that's- there, there will be, and there have been tools like this independently before, which were like, hey, watch these commercials and then you'll get a free video or a free movie. So, you know, for people like that. Uh, YouTube announced more channels can now be viewed through its DVR rather than be forcing you to watch the on-demand versions. That now includes so many channels. There are only like six or seven channels that did this before. Uh, now on YouTube TV, AMC, ABC Disney, Fox, NBCU, Turner-owned channels, they're all available as DVR, like you can fast-forward through the commercial options. So if a reason you didn't like YouTube was the fact that YouTube TV made you watch the on-demand version so often, that is now less true, quite a bit less true than it was before. And YouTube TV also added the option to buy the NBA League Pass as well. Dude, that's good news. Uh, meanwhile, the Hindu reports that last week, the Service for Healthy Use of Technology, that's S-H-U-T, uh, clinic at the National Institute of Mental Health and Neurosciences, uh, NIMHANS, one of those better acronym than the other, uh, in Bengaluru received its first case, a 26-year-old man who says he was addicted to watching Netflix for six months as a way of dealing with his unemployment. He spent more than seven hours a day watching Netflix. He complained of eye strain, fatigue, and disturbed sleeping patterns. I say, man, try that and also playing Hearthstone. <laughs> well, it's just, I mean, my take on this is obsessive disorders latch on to whatever's available, and now it can latch on to Netflix. Like Hearthstone. Helios so. and Matheson <laughs> revealed that in September it raised $65 million to keep MoviePass going. So MoviePass is looking for ways to diversify its business model. Possibilities include co-acquisition of indie movies, monetizing the company's subscriber base through targeted marketing efforts. And that, that's all. These are these are death throws, right? This is this is it's on its I way mean, out. They're trying to figure out how to hold on to whoever they have. And I don't and, think anyone expected them to get investors again after everything that's happened. So I, this I is didn't. the big surprise of like, really, you got 65 million for people. OK, that's that's pretty impressive. I wonder how you convince them. Well, I would imagine it goes 
the conversation goes something along the lines of, so anyway, we're worth zero dollars, but we have a very big list and a name people know. Is that worth $65 million to you? Oh, I mean, it if is? it's worth zero dollars, though, VCs walk out the door. They, they've got to have some idea of a return. Okay. And even and having risky. a list of names and email addresses was always the original plan anyway. Sure. You know, sure. Also, them them sweet credit card numbers. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Amazon has signed an exclusive deal with Neil Gaiman, giving it first right of a few refusal on a new series made on his works. Amazon is making good omens and streams American gods outside the U.S. What else is left in that uh, back catalog? Uh, uh, Sandman. Sandman, and, I yeah. guess. I don't know. I, he's got a, a, a load of novels out there, too. Uh, so, uh, oh, you know, and Nancy and, Boys. And Nancy Boys. Yeah, could be yeah, huge. yeah. No, in fact, absolutely. actually, I, th I think a Nancy Boys could be big than American Gods. I think it's much more universally appealing. I feel like this is Neil Gaiman saying, gosh, it's been very hard working with stars. Sure, Amazon, I will, and actually not stars. It's the production company that's making American Gods for stars. I, I will switch my right of first refusal from them to you because that's exactly what happened. Uh, he switched it from that production company to Amazon. Right. All right, let's get to some dispatches from the front. First up, from Brandon. Oh, and hold on. Beatmaster points out that Sandman is actually still in production over at New Line. So uh, production hell, rather, so, he says. So, okay. If only he had other books. I, I uh, Good luck, Neil Gaiman. Uh, <laughs> uh, Brandon writes us saying that he's an NVIDIA Shield and Synology 9, uh, 918 Plus owner. He's had a Shield for the past two years and has just acquired the 918 Plus to host his Plex server. Is he the center of some, court of, some sort of cord killer's Venn diagram? Uh, the yes. answer is yes, of course you are. Yes, there are uh, a small amount of people with NVIDIA Shields. It's not zero, but it's small. And there's a small number of people with Plex probably like maybe a tiny bit bigger maybe the same and then they cross and there's you there's brandon sitting right there in the middle of it uh we also got tim jar wrote in and said i want to let you know how delighted he is to hear how much brian loves the good place tim says it's one of the best shows to come along in years and i feel like there are very few shows you guys both like and cover that are in my wheelhouse though several that you cover and brian hates while i still love them it's awesome to hear you both sing its praises semi-weekly now. Also, one further note on the Apple TV remote thing. You guys discussed the what did he say function. I prefer the way Roku handles it. The back button lets you skip back a few seconds and turns on closed captioning for that few seconds as well. But it's speedy and gives you immediate feedback. And unless my remote is always listening, I'd much rather have a dedicated button do that than have to find and hold down a microphone button. Allow oh, yeah. me to say in advance, I'm sorry that we disagree about Venom. Meanwhile, Sylvia says, hi, Tom. I've been listening to you since Buzz Out Loud days. Wanted to thank you for the tons of valuable information. Uh, she says she's a stay-at-home mom of 12 years and only started working for the past two years. Your shows, Tom, helped her feel smart because she can Aww. learn from grown-ups discussing relevant topics instead of watching yeah, cartoons so all day. She was wondering if she could please get some help in finding a way to watch movies where there is no Wi-Fi or data available. She purchased an LG Minibeam and can connect it to her iPhone or uh, Amazon Fire Stick. But her question is, can uh, we watch a movie when we're camping and have no service? I don't want to use my phone all the time. Am I able to save, purchase movies, et cetera, et cetera? Uh, it, all of this made me think of, uh, wasn't there a Western Digital uh, uh, drive? Yeah, but if about? I have this right, the Western Digital is a cloud server 
that that has iTunes support so that if you have an iTunes valid device like a phone or a computer, then you can stream the movies off of that device. What she's got is a projector, the LG mini beam, which has a USB port in the back as well as an HDMI port. And she's saying when I'm camping, I'd like to plug the USB stick in the LG mini beam so I don't have to waste my phone's battery or my computer's battery or anything else and just play the movies off there. But I know iTunes DRM prevents that from happening. Is there any way else I can do this? And the answer is not that I know of that's legal. You can strip the DRM off and it'll work just fine because the LG mini beam has actually got great format support. Uh, but that would be circumventing copyright uh, and even telling you how to do that would be a violation of the Digital Millennium Copyright Act. So while you could do that theoretically, you wouldn't be able to do that legally. Uh, I don't know if anyone else has any workarounds for this other than the phone. I mean, the phone is the workaround, which is you can plug the phone in with an adapter to the LG mini beam. Now, if you were to use Android or Windows, there's some screencasting that you can do uh, to the mini beam in that case. So maybe get an old Android phone instead of an iPod or something. But uh, I'd love to hear anybody else's ideas on this. Uh, Cordkillers at gmail.com. She's got an LG mini beam projector and wants to be able to use that without having to use her phone or anything else. And lastly, Scott from Houston says, hey, guys, wanted to add his two cents to the OTA discussion. Uh, he's a cord killer with a gigabit Internet and a streaming device for every single television. While he does subscribe to Netflix, Amazon Prime and Hulu, he recently sub uh, purchased a Tableau to record over the air channels. He still watches a number of network shows, some of which are unavailable on Hulu. He finds all the various network apps like CWs to be a little undesirable. And why pay for CBS access all year round? The Tableau is giving him a consistent location to watch his network shows without forcing him to watch commercials. He lives eight miles from the broadcast antenna, so the picture quality is perfect. Just because he has great internet and hardware doesn't mean that he's ready to write off OTA. Thank you very much, Scott. Yeah, uh, there's always one person who is an exception to the overall trend. Don't, don't, don't say it. that. Look, look, I already made that mistake once, Tom. Yeah, yeah they, of course, for every one, there's five more others. Yeah, no, there's always more than one. But yeah, uh, what we were trying to say is not that Scott's wrong, uh, uh, but but that more people don't think the way Scott does. And maybe they should. Maybe you should take an example from Scott. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, hey, folks, uh, you should take an example from us and come back next week because we will. So be here. Our website is cordkillers.com. Our email address is cordkillers at gmail.com. We're live on twitch.tv slash night attack, which is also carried on diamondclub.tv Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. We'll kill your cords again next week. Be there. Doggone right. Hey, guys. Brian and Tom here, and it's just the same old message at the end of the credits, just like always. That's right, Brian. Nothing new here except your name showing up. Oh, my gosh. Because I've you got a just name. supported us on Patreon. Yeah, all those $5 donors. Look at that. That's your name in pixels. We're going to make you famous, kid. Put your There's name in pixels on the internet. classic names in there, but some of you are new. Some of you aren't there. It's sad. What can they do, Brian? I mean, they could go to patreon.com slash cordkillers and pledge $5 an episode and be one of these amazing people, like this be one. Amazing. Oh, look at look at that name right there. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>